Cody. Oh, sports fans. <laughs> Episode number four. Cuatro, mi amigo. I just wish that our fans, our few fans, could understand the technical difficulties that we've just tried to experience for the last hour. Hey, um, we learned though, bro. We learned though, bro. You learned a little bit in a whole new system. Like, <laughs> and you tried something that didn't work last time and it was working now. So, hey, you know, that, that's the fortune of, uh, of life. And, and here's my other thing that I want to say before we get uh, started here. I want to apologize to our listeners yeah, that for last how, episode. Yeah. how well, our last few episodes, how impossible they were to listen to simply because of my technical difficulties with my mic. Well, and last time was mine. Last time was mine with the Wi-Fi true. cut. Now I forgot to turn off my Xbox. I thought I turned it off, but I just I just did. And we're learning. We're learning. We're learning. This is a learning experience. Well, that was that was after like a good couple of beers watching that game and getting like uber frustrated with the Texans. Like I was I was heated. I've never been so upset at a team that wasn't my team. Like, come on, guys. Oi. The other thing that I'm implementing starting now, there's no more time limits on our podcast. If we run it over an hour, so what? Because our content is good content. Yeah, and if right, people right. don't think it's good content, don't listen to it. But we know it's good content. So we're just going to let it run. If we can get an hour in, that'd be great. A little over an hour. Oh, well. Especially when we're picking our games and, you know, going in and reviewing all our games. There's going to be a lot more than an hour worth of content. So. Oh, yeah. Especially like, ooh, Monday. Monday's going to be like a six-hour episode. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not that much. But, yeah. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to get started? <laughs> money, money, money. Some people got paid today, Remington. Some people got paid today. That is definitely the first topic. The second topic is going to be injuries, but yeah, the people got paid. People got paid. That, um, which uh contract that happened today surprised you the most? Uh, well, I mean. Surprise me or is the biggest headline? Surprise you. <laughs> Surprise me was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Coop. Coop. So, White boy got paid. And top twelve, <laughs> you said? Top twelve wide receiver pay? Yeah, let me let me let me pull that up again. Um yeah. he is actually number Yep, twelve. Twelfth in the league in uh, mm. wide receiver by annual salary. Mm. That hey. actually actually is another stat too. Um, not just that, but that brings Cooper Cup into the highest paid wide receiver for that specific team, the Los Angeles Rams, as well. Yeah, and they just they just paid or signed a free agent. I, I, I closed the info because you were like, ah, let's stay away from that one. Let's focus on the running back. Some, but they are already paying one wide receiver a decent bit of money. And now they got Cup, seven. which uh, what, what was Cup's deal? Only a three-year deal, right? Something like that. It was, think, wasn't insane. I think it was three. Yeah, yeah. Which that's that's considering it's the Rams. That's smart. Giving Gurley the deal they gave him. We'll get to that later. And then Ramsey, they just did a five-year deal on a big cornerback that old. Like that's they're getting smarter. They're getting smarter. Maybe three years, forty-eight million. Yeah, that ain't bad. Like 15 mil, right? Yeah. Yeah. 48. 
No, I mean per year. Oh, uh, yeah, forty-eight total, sixteen a year. Yeah. yeah, sixteen a year. Yeah, so that's that's. I mean, for McVay's system, and then he could draft a couple dudes in a year or two. Like, well, let's see. I mean, that's that's a pretty. I'm I'm not I'm not salty about it. It was a surprising one, but it was like okay, do get paid. Well, He's a weapon, you know. Here's the problem I have with it: the annual value is sixteen million. Um, here's my question to you before I tell you what this man gets paid. Who's a better wide receiver, Cooper Cup or Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs, but all right, continue Stephon, your statement. Okay, who's a better wide receiver, Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams? <clears throat> Devontae Adams. Cooper Cup makes sixteen million a year now. Devontae Adams makes fourteen point five. Stefan Diggs fourteen point four. Their money. Yeah, but Buffalo is going to pay Stefan when they. That's get a what they paid Stefan. That's what they paid him on the extension. Four. I missed that memo. Jesus. Yeah. So Cooper Cup is making more than Jarvis Landry. He's making more than Devonte Adams. He's making more than okay, Stephon so Diggs. And here's Al the Robinson. argument you could make against that: Cooper Cup catches a lot of stuff across the middle and takes a lot more hits than Adams and Diggs. Adams he puts his body more of outside people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Cooper Cup gets in there, he gets dirty. He gets in like he's gonna get hurt. You know, he's going to he's gonna be in concussion protocol at least once a season. I'd say he's 27, so this signs until he's 30. Um, that's good. That's good. 30s when the wide receiver starts dropping off. This was a three year deal. Is good. Three years is good. Okay. So heading into his age 31 season, he'll be UFA. So unrestricted free agent. Um, his entry level deal, he only made an average of less than a million a year for his first four years. Okay, so they're kind of compensating for being underpaid early in the year. Okay. Well, because he was a career. late draft pick. He was a third round pick, so he didn't really make a yeah, lot so of that. Yeah, so they're kind of doing what Dak wanted to do. But that, well, the biggest thing was the years. Dak didn't want a five year, he wanted like a three, four year. I don't understand why, because you can always restructure after two years. But let's Dak be and Dak and his brother. Brothers' influence, yeah, for sure. Um, and then all oh, the other thing I wanted to mention while we're talking about Cooper, because we agree Cooper Cup is their number one receiver now that they left Cooks go. Cooks is making more than Cooper Cup in Houston, being their I guess number one receiver now. Um, even though he didn't look like it the other day, we're not going to talk about the Texans anymore for a little <laughs> while. Um, the only other thing about the Texans I want to mention is that DeAndre Hopkins makes twenty seven point two five million a year. Um, so that's $27,250,000 a year. That's $5.25 million more than the second highest paid wide receiver, and that being Julio Jones. So I just think that's insane. They could have afforded it, though. Bill, Brian, Bill, Bill O'Brien did not have to pass it off as a financial issue because he – it was a financial issue because he overpaid his linebackers, maybe – but O-line. trade a couple not nah, well Tunsil Tunsil's overpaid. I mean it looked like it looked like David it looked like the O line that was there when David Carr was there last night the other night. Um but I mean if I looked I looked at the cap, he's paying above average for all his linebackers. Like you gotta go for those in the draft, bro. You got you gotta keep your young back in core young and fresh. Like well even in a three four, understand he runs at three four and he's got what is one of his main ends. And you know, pretty moderate D tackle, but still though, you, you can't it's like I like they made room for Roby. Yeah, but you gotta have your corners, pass rushers. 
you have your linebackers solid, but you can always draft like young dude with the, the defenses in college now. Like mm-hmm. they, they know how to go do their gap protections pretty well. Well, the thing is with them, I mean, with the Texans, they've rode on their defense, like relied on their defense heavily until they got to Sean Watson. So like their defense is still being paid from then almost. Yeah, with Whitney Merciless, like that's somebody he maybe should have traded away in the McKinney trade. Too. Yeah, McKinney Cunningham. I mean Zach Cunningham. Like those guys are being paid more than they should be, mm-hmm. but that's because their performance in past years. Whenever the Texans were a defensive team. Yeah, but your defense isn't going to produce when the other team has the lead all the time. Not yeah, it's not working for them anymore. Um, they they I mean they really haven't made any runs in the playoffs ever. So I guess it didn't work then either, but. Um, well, last year they did with Hopkins. Just saying, they that yes, last year was one of their best years, honestly, and that was with they had Watkins that was finally getting going, getting going. He was finally like clicking, click, 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 and he had Hopkins there to throw it up to when he would like get pass rush. Like but, mm. Watson to Hopkins was like the best wide receiver duo, other than some could argue Tyreek and Mahomes and Breeze and Thomas. Yeah, agreed. Like so, in 2015 with the Julio Matt Ryan connection, that was insane that year. What I'm saying, yeah, so yeah, that was insane that year. Once the receiver and the wide receiver have that kind of, or the wide receiver and the t- and the quarterback have that kind of <clears> chemistry, <throat> it's hard to break that. Um, same with Brady and Gronk. Whenever Gronk hits yeah. the the field down Brady, in Tampa, he's going to automatically be the run zone threat. Brady and Moss, dude. Brady and Moss, like you you can't break that up, like. Manning and Thomas, Mon- Manning and um, oh, Reggie Wayne, Rodney Harrison, yeah, yeah or Harrison Reggie Wayne. and Reggie Wayne. Oh, those yeah. were the good old days. Yeah, God, I mean I to say that. I mean, offense. then you go back to, um, I mean Joe Montana and Rice, <laughs> yeah, Rice, Young I mean. and yeah, yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. Um, so, so on I, the running backs, on the running back contract. No, no, right? no. Hold on, I wasn't okay, done. With the, okay, okay, I was actually okay. going to throw it back to Cooper and the right. and the Rams a little bit here because I was going to say the reason the Rams can afford to pay Cooper, Robert Woods is their second highest paid receiver. He makes six point eight million, and they have him signed until twenty twenty one. So he is going to be a UFA in his age thirty season in twenty twenty two. So they have Cup signed through twenty twenty one. Or through 2020, UFA in 21, and then Woods is signed through 21, UFA in 2022. Yeah, and his cap hit doesn't go above 10 million in any of those years, so they got him first. But they, they have to invest in their O line a lot more after we saw the drop off of their O line last year. Oof, and, and Whitworth, he's still on the, he's still on there, I think, for 2021. Oh like, God. no, there's no way he makes it that far. Like, that's an old dude, bro. That's an old dude. Come on now. Come on. As far as the other skilled positions of the Rams, now their running backs, their highest paid running back is Malcolm Brown, 1.6 million, and then their rookie Cam Akers, 1.5. Well, just got to draft them, bro. So, second, yeah. second, fourth round pick for a running back, dude. It works. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Um, So, I guess that is really all we need to talk about with Cooper Cup. We don't really need to get into the Rams. I mean, we know what the Rams can do. Um, they were a Super Bowl team not long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be talking Brown. about the Rams Monday when they demolish the Cowboys. Right. That's a, a Cowboys-Rams conversation is is pretty much bound to happen. On Tuesday, actually, because that's or a Monday Tuesday. night game. Yeah, it's a Monday oh, night game, yeah, so Monday that'll be a Tuesday-Wednesday thing. Whenever, yeah, whenever Tuesday we get back on. Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday might just be a super long episode. Um, 
But yeah, so I mean, we're gonna have a lot of games to review, and I don't know that we're gonna be able to until Tuesday. So our next episode most likely is not gonna be for two, three more days, and it's gonna be a long one. Oh, we'll probably do a Monday review of Sunday, right? While football's on. Before that, I mean, schedule talk, schedule talk, but Monday Steelers starts at seven. Steeler game starts at seven. We got two hours before that. That's true. That's true. To our podcast, and then oh, oh, it's kickoff. Okay, bye, guys. Beep, and podcast is over. Boom. <laughs> I mean, we'll make it work. We're always gonna figure something out. Yeah, we gotta do it daily. So, but we're not doing one tomorrow. Come no. five, you suckers. Football Sunday. Football yeah. Sunday. So you you better stay at your couch and stay off your podcast and watch some football because we don't know how long we're gonna get it for. All right. Be yeah. grateful for what you got. Yeah, for real. And don't boo no damn unity. Stuff again. Yeah, quit bu- <laughs> quit booing. I'm trying. I'm trying to work on my language room. Okay, I'm trying to work on it. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it because we're trying to keep this kid friendly. You know. Um. <laughs> so, oh my like gosh. Kid, well, like a kid, look here what a kid thinks about my opinions on football. Yeah, kids don't. <laughs> um. <laughs> kids just play their Madden, get all their uh, stats from what their Madden ratings are. They'll just be like, "Oh, this guy's rated good. Let's uh, let's get him." <laughs> hey, bro, franchise might actually be lit in November. We're gonna start a franchise or two in November for sure when those updates come. Uh, well, back to real football. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even. <laughs> I'm sorry. I swayed the the train off to the side. Um. There were two pretty significant running back extensions given out this morning. Do you have a comment on either of those? For, which one do you want to comment on first? I think the contract should be switched. One is overpaid and one got what they deserve, but it wouldn't surprise me if the other one got that uh, that $75 million. Oh, The one that got 64 should have got 75 and the one that got 75 should get like 40 to 50 Okay, to be yeah, to be exact, we're talking about Alvin Kamara, who agreed with the Saints to a five-year, seventy-five million dollar extension, and Dalvin Cook with the Vikings, who agreed to a five-year, sixty-three million dollar extension. So, since neither of us are a huge fan of the Saints, we're going to start with the Saints, and we're going to talk about Alvin Kamara, how this fits into their cap space, and then also we're going to do a little bit of a prediction for how the Saints are going to do this season, and then we'll move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Um. So for Alvin, we're going to past running backs, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then we're going to also compare these running backs to some, some running back um, deals that have been made in the past that um, are pretty, I would say controversial. Um, Mm. So let's just dive in here to the uh, saints. Um, So with Alvin Kamara being, uh, I guess one of their, what would you say? Like top three ball touchers. Um, yeah, ball toucher is the proper word because he doesn't really run the. He's he's a screen back at heart. He's a Darren Sproles, a little bit taller. Right. He's a taller Darren Sproles. I mean, my problem with Kamara, and I'm sorry, guys, if this podcast runs long because I have a lot to say. Um, my problem with Kamara is. Camara wasn't super flashy in college, so he's not really that flashy in the NFL either. Like he has some some plays, he has his moments. All, all every Saints fan is like, "Oh, he's slippery," and I'm like, "Yeah, but he he has his moments." But what running back doesn't? And true. everyone notices 
him because he's on a team that everyone pays attention to. And it's not necessarily that he's that much better than the next guy. There are running backs like I'm going to use Joe Mixon well, as an example. It's the Sean Payton brilliance. It's like it's like defensive players are uh, Bill Belichick. That's what Sean Payton offensive players are, dude. It's like, oh, Sean Payton can make any offensive player work. He's, well, he's a schemer, blah, 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 blah. And there's some theory to that. But what I'm saying is like guy like uh, – I'm going to use Joe Mixon as an example. A guy like Joe Mixon is playing on the Cincinnati Bengals. If you don't watch Bengals games, like for me, I watch Bengals games because I'm a huge Steelers fan and also I root for the Cleveland Browns. So I get to see the Bengals probably four times a year. So I know that Joe Mixon is as legit of a running back as they come, but he doesn't get any recognition simply because he's on the Bengals. So for a guy like Alvin Kamara, that's in my opinion worse than Mixon and less talented than Nixon, Mixon, always been less talented than Mixon, to make literally almost twice as much as Joe Mixon just because of the team that Mixon's on and because of the um, – I guess pedigree of players around Kamara and attention that he draws it's really the, the market. market. Exactly the, market, the word I'm yeah. looking for. That just doesn't make sense. So that's 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 where I stand on it. That's not fair for people who get drafted. Like you get paid for your market. Like, hmm. yeah, teams that get the more like. That's I why you always got to be pro player as far as free agency and pay and guaranteed money because all because somebody busted their rear end. And a low market franchise like Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and whatnot, and then they go to a big market like LA or New York and get paid. You can't hate on that. Like Marshawn Lentz, for instance. <clears throat> Marshawn Lentz was in a very low market in the Buffalo in Bills. Buffalo. Yep. And then he went to Seahawks and he performed and won them won them a Super Bowl, almost won them two. First and goal. Third and goal or whatever it was. Oh, I don't even remember anymore. I tried to block it. I'm so confused. Hold on. Can I mention something? So so I agree with your Marshawn Lynch, of course. Marshawn Lynch going from Buffalo, where he was not noticed and recognized at all, to going mm-hmm. to Seattle and being literally a premier player in the NFL. That's mm-hmm. exactly a perfect Like he got, he got two free years out of an Oakland deal where he didn't really actually yep. have to do nothing. Just because he his performance in Seattle, like come on, it's a guys. perfect example, perfect yeah. example, just just pristine, and I appreciate that because that really backs up my argument. And this this is something that it's going to continue to happen. It's not going to end because certain teams get the the Sunday night football spotlight, like Dallas. Certain teams oh, get Monday night football, Thursday night football. The teams that people want to see are the ones that are on TV for national television, like. The teams that, in my opinion, like deserve to be there, most of the time aren't even there. Like you know how under the radar the Packers were last year at thirteen and three. Well, here's here's another example: the Milwaukee Bucks. All their games were at one o'clock. Yeah, Giannis yep. got MVP two two years in a row. Mm. They still put him at the one o'clock games. Yeah, no because one on the West LeBron. Coast is watching football. No one on the West Coast mm-hmm. is watching football at one o'clock Eastern time. Yep. Perfect example of low market versus big market or small market. It's a perfect example. A lot of West people don't get to see any games for the East except the spotlight games. Even though Giannis blew it, but that's Milwaukee's fault. And that's a a different argument. I mean, in basketball, though, it's the same thing. Like the market is big for the LA teams, especially right Mm -hmm. now. Lakers, Clippers is the only people care about, only those two teams. (laughs) Hell, even baseball with the Oakland A's, like what they did in the entire movie of um, Moneyball, Moneyball. Like, that's immaculate, dude. That's the underdog. That's who I root for. 
I root yeah. for the underdog, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Screw, like, screw the Dynasty Patriots over the past 10 years. Yes, we like 2003 through 2010. Every single year we heard, oh, Brady's going to drop off this year. Oh, the Patriots are done. They cut this player, that player. And yet they still performed and did that and that. That's the people you hate. Yeah. Give it two more years, and all of a sudden, everyone will be hating Kansas City. Everyone loves Andy Reid. We were happy he ran a Super Bowl. Mahomes is amazing. But give it a couple of years, and we'll get tired of it. But like, quit the dominance. Let my team win. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with the, the Chiefs. They're going to continue to draft as well as they have with the Edward Tolaire and players to be players able to consistently up. stay up yeah. at Absolutely. that level. Because Absolutely. they will run out of money paying Mahomes $45 million a year. Uh, yeah, maybe. That's what maybe. I'm saying. They have to continue well, to draft. I mean, that's the whole thing probably. with a 10-year contract. Dude, you can always restructure at any point whenever your cap gets starts taking hits. And yeah, Mahomes but it's will, not fair I to Mahomes. Like, it's not I feel fair like to Mahomes, Mahomes will do that, though, because he like, yeah. that's what Brady did. Like, I feel like Brady he'll did. be like, I want more weapons, dude. Come on, just give me a better defense. Because like, if it gets to like the Packers situation before this year, before Green Bay never went free agency, always relied on the draft, and it was always like like Green Bay defense was a joke until last year. Last it's year was good first, now. Yeah. It's good now. Yeah. So like it was always Rodgers had to care had to score thirty plus points every game in order for yeah. them to win. Like perfect example of that was yeah. that playoff game against the Cardinals where Larry Fitz won the Cardinals that game. Remember that? Yeah. With Carson Palmer. Oh, dude, that was a great game. That was an amazing uh, game. That was I'm one of my favorite so games I've ever sad watched. Palmer got hurt. I was rooting for Palmer after his after Carson Palmer had interview. a really rough career with injuries. He got the injury bug constantly throughout his career. He would have been one of the goats, in my opinion. I loved Carson. Yeah, Palmer. I, I loved that. Cincinnati Carson Palmer, <laughs> Oakland Carson Palmer, uh, Arizona Carson Palmer. I loved all the Carson Palmers. Like the Oakland Carson Palmer, like had decent weapons, decent line, but I don't know. Just, just not till he got Cincinnati with Bruce Arians, dude. Until, not, no, no, not till he got to Arizona. Yeah, 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 with Bruce Arians, dude. They went he on was. Runs. He was amazing. It was. It looked like Kurt Warner out there, dude. Like, oh my god! If anyone hasn't seen the documentary on Carson Palmer's career that I did watch, phenomenal job at outlaying his career and the injuries that he had and the 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 what's the word? verse the diversity that he had to face in getting those injuries and trying to fight back every single time to the point where he just couldn't do it anymore. Like, but Carson Palmer. In but my, that's why Andrew Luck left, dude. That's why Andrew Luck left. He was tired of that. Exactly. Injuries, yeah. And, Cars- and, and Andrew Luck had, as far as talent, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame. And a like, killer beard and a weird ass voice. Oh, Patrick Mahomes has a weird ass voice, Kermit the Frog and shit. But, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Mahomes is still young. I, I don't want to jinx him or anything, but the same thing could potentially happen to any. Well, he said he got injured last year and then won the Super Bowl. Like, I'm just saying, like, bad oh, injuries that you I'm, can't come back from. Like, that could happen to Lamar. That could happen to Mahomes. That could oh, happen dude, to if, 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 if this season if, – if the feature Mahomes consists of what we saw Thursday night where he dissects the defense instead of having to hang back there and try to toss it up 30, 50 yards to Tyreek, like, it'll, it'll, it'll increase the longevity of his career. But Here, Kansas City's example of a small market – that we we're okay with winning for now. Mm-hmm. I'm saying two years. We 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 got to get mad at them. We got to yeah. get mad at them. But we're not yet. We're not there. We're not. Yeah, gonna we're not for a little while. Like, but, well, other than people that live that root for teams in that division, you you right. hated the KC. But Broncos Broncos fans hate Kansas City. That's true. And, and Oakland fans, Oakland hate, fans Kansas hate Kansas City. City. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, Las uh, Vegas fans. Sorry, they're Las oh, Vegas oh, fans. Yeah, so. truth, truth. Raiders. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just say Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing that impressed me the other night with Mahomes on Thursday night also. Because um, you just mentioned if we see the whole Mahomes that we saw on Thursday night. Yeah. The thing that impressed me the most with Patrick Mahomes on Thursday night was the fact that Thursday night was the first in-game action he's had in how long. And it only took him, I would say, a drive. One drive. Half. Yeah. One drive. I would say a drive and a half to start to make the perfect reads, the perfect throws, and just play oh, like Patrick that's, Mahomes. That's because they actually play. had a running back since they had to cut Hunt. Like It takes so much pressure off of him. So much. So like, much. And you, I knew you, it was the perfect pick when they made it. Oh, dude, and, and we knew it, though. We said in that game, X-Factor, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, hours mm-hmm. before the game, before we've even seen him play an NFL snap, we knew. We yep. knew. Both of us knew. And now... Edwards Hilaire has made that offense look so different, but yet so similar to when they just went on a Super Bowl run. And in my opinion, it's even better. Better. Agreed. Better. Like, like you think about it, they had Hunt, what, uh, Mahomes' sophomore year when he got knocked out by the Patriots when he couldn't even read defenses. Well, that was his first year starting. He's only his... started for two years because yeah. he's under um, Alex Smith. They let him sit on the bench and learn the system for a whole year behind Alex yeah. Smith. Honestly, one of the best guys to be behind, Alex Smith. I love Alex Smith. He's another guy that struggled with the injury. Oh, dude, I think the, uh, somebody who's kind of actually better than Alex Smith as far as learning from would probably be the Harvard dude, Fitzpatrick. Like, yes. Tua, I, Tua yeah, is going to be insane when he gets out there. Oh, I can't wait for dude, him to hit get out there. And here's the thing. The this perfect is situation, oh, the perfect situation, the perfect situation for Tua is right now being behind a guy like Fitzpatrick. Hopefully Fitzpatrick can start at least. I would hope, I would hope for my sake and for their sake, if they're a contender, let him play the whole season. If they can actually have a shot to get a wild card spot, let him play the whole season. Their defense has improved, in my opinion. Their mm. weapons. I mean, they could have they, a I'm shot thinking, at being second in that division. Fitzpat- Fitzmagic's like an iPhone, dude. He's only good for one year. Like, but that's, that's, that's all you need is for him to But just he was there last year, though. Yeah, learn. Yeah. But like, then they, honestly, they need to take in. again and pick up a beast on defense. Like uh, JJ Watt, TJ Watt. And if they do, if they do, person. what I'm worried about is Tua's going in too early before he's ready. I mean, oh, Tua, if they sit him? Yeah, yeah, Tua yeah. is the most NFL-ready quarterback I could see out of this past year's draft class, even more so than Joe Burrow, and even more oh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that injury, that injury ain't nothing Pepper. now like it was when Bo was there. Like, that's, come that's on. just what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think he's Bo the most ready. But but so was Mahomes. Mahomes had a little bit to go, but he was almost NFL ready coming in. Dude, Sean Watson was better than Mahomes in college, but look who's leading the league now. Look who's the face of the league now. Watson was better than Mahomes in college. He was. Yeah. And that's because Mahomes was on a small market team. Watson went to Clemson. They were number one. Do you know he's actually the only Clemson quarterback that's actually, like, been a success? And that's why they're all hype on uh, Trevor Lawrence, the first re- number one recruited bust. quarterback out all of right. high school. And we're already calling bus, both of us. Well, no, I'm calling bus because he's from – he was – he's from my area. He's oh. like 30 minutes up the road, right? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this, dude, this, this dude's too busy fucking popping Xanax or something. Like, there's a drug problem up there in Cartersville. Wow. He's gonna okay. Bust. He's gonna be a bust because he's from Cartersville and drug problems. Like he's, well, he's I, really another. He's another Johnny Manziel. You think he's another Johnny Manziel? I I say I just don't think he has 
the same talent that everyone says he has. I've watched plenty of tape on Trevor Lawrence and plenty of games for Clemson because of them being nationally televised. I just think there's way better quarterbacks out there. I mean, I've got turned around on a Clemson player these past six months. Like we, uh, when they drafted AJ Terrell, I tried watching tape on dude. I'm like, I can't tell if this dude can cover because it's Clemson. Eight yeah. times the D line takes over the fucking play. That's true. Uh, sorry about the language, whatever. Um, mm. But. Yeah, you know, ten times Clemson Steve line takes over the play. So I'm like, I can't tell if this dude can cover or not. But after seeing a lot of reports out of training camp, I'm like, this dude's actually going to be pretty good. Yes, and there are Clemson players that come out being really good, and Clemson and then and Bama players like Vic Beasley that come out and are just bombs. Well, Clemson, Bama, and LSU, and some other schools teams have the best NFL ready quarter players coming in because of their coaching. Yeah, but th- there's uh there's a saying like it's better to draft an underdeveloped player and develop him to an NFL level where he has a higher ceiling versus somebody who's already developed well in the college. Yeah, and their ceiling isn't as high. There, yeah. there's and, some theory to that because yeah. then you can develop them the way you need them specifically for your defense. Whereas mm-hmm. a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick being developed in an Alabama system coming like, to Miami was set up for failure. But then when he got to Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin's defense, then he's destined for success. Yeah, it's like uh, C.J. Mosley, for instance. Yep, he was godly in college under Bama. He got to Baltimore. He was pretty good. He was good. He was good. But, but not good enough for Baltimore to keep. He went to right. the Jets, and he's still just pretty good. He didn't find his system. He didn't find the perfect fit. That's something that players need to find. I mean, maybe his perfect fit was the Nick Saban system in a college level with, like, not-so-good guards and, like, a variety of running backs that just aren't that elite level. It's so hard to scout, and it's so hard to draft for that reason. Yeah. Because you never know. And that's why you draft in such a, like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, that's why teams have such a different strategy going in. Yeah. And it's because, like, a lot of factors. There's so I mean, like, many there's factors. A, there's beasts like Jalen Smith that you know are going to be beast. Yeah. and But they're hurt that year, and you yeah. draft them. Or, like, Tua, when he fell down to the Dolphins, they mm-hmm. didn't have to trade up. Like, that was amazing. I'm so happy the Dolphins were actually able to snag them after they tried to tank, didn't even tank because they actually turned out a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And and this whole conversation stemmed from Alvin Kamara because what we're talking about is his college the, uh, performance versus his NFL. Exactly. There hasn't been that much of a gap. Um, Adrian Peterson. Was an, is an example of a guy that succeeded at the college level, proceeded to succeed in the NFL level. A, and, and a counterpart to that would be Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush succeeded at a college level, failed pretty miserably in an NFL level. Yeah. And then, like, Darren Sproles did so-so in college, right? Mm-hmm. And then he like, got to the NFL, and then he's just the, the ultimate screen back <laughs> we've ever seen. And, 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 and here's two other guys that I'd like to compare and like to keep in the same thought. Leonard Fournette versus Dalvin Cook. Leonard Fournette dominated at LSU. Dalvin Cook dominated at Florida State. Both of them started their careers pretty good in the NFL, too. I think I like Cook better, though. I like Cook better as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's because Cook, I feel like, gets involved more in the passing game, whereas Leonard Fournette, to me, is more like a power back, a guy that you would just like give the ball to, and he kind of runs at people. 
Yeah, and that's what um, that's what Jacksonville had to just invest in was just power football, get five yards, five yards twice in a row, and then hopefully throw a drag route or a slant or something. You know, but their line wasn't even that good. Like I feel like if Fournette got a good saying, line, gotta play the short game, dude. Here's my thing: I think Leonard Fournette is equally as talented as Zeke, and if he played for Dallas, he would have just the same numbers as Zeke. Dude, you saw what they did with um, who's the dude before Demarco uh, Murray? Demarco Murray. You saw what they did with Demarco. Dude, Murray. anyone behind that line will succeed. Like yeah. them paying Zeke ninety million dollars is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah, yeah. and I love Zeke because he went to Ohio State. That's a Big Ten guy. I watched him for years in college. He was outstanding in college. But <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> like, I, can't, I, I just can't get over his piercings. Him and Kamara both. Like, him and Kamara both. How do you oh play God. with a septum piercing and not fear getting ripped? It's a boring. Out? It's a boring man. No, nah, it's a septum piercing. Uh. Jesus Christ. Like, if I were a D lineman, I'd be like accidentally, oh. <laughs> well, they wear those helmets that have that sick visor that, like, kind of covers everything up. And then the bars on the bottom are, like, super small. So, so you, you can't really. Up do right much. over the chin strap, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever worn a helmet, though, dude? That's hard to do. Like, there's not really a lot of room there. Yeah. All the so, face masks uh... come from the outside. It's hard to get underneath there. Oh, with the big hands. I'm just saying I wouldn't play with it. But then again, yeah, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't play with half the chains that like To used to play with. It. <laughs> like just the savage. chains To used to play with, like, nah, yeah. I ain't about to lose no six hundred, eight hundred dollar chain yeah. on the field like that. Like when uh, who was it? Who was it? Uh, to leave, right? To leave, ripped somebody's chain to off. To leave, he... ripped Crabtree's chain yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> savage, savage. Don't wear it on the field if you ain't prepared to lose it. That's my motto, bro. Where's Michael Crabtree at now? I haven't heard anything about that man. Did he I go to Baltimore I, and his I, career was I, over? I think he's over. I think he's done. He was old, dude. dude. Like he was always old. Like how many Manuel Sanders? I put. I don't know. Manuel Sanders yeah. kind of faster, but he was a lot. He was a lot older than Emmanuel Sanders, right? I kind of put them in the same yeah, category. Yeah, I think he is fair. older because Sanders was a stealer. He was on our, he was on my team. Um, he had a ridiculous success at Denver. I rooted for him hardcore at Denver, and now, after playing last year in uh, San Francisco, now he's on the Saints. So, yeah, so it's probably his like last two years here. I he think this is last hurrah with the Saints. I think what Drew Brees has done, Emmanuel Sanders is equally done yeah, because like, Demarius Thomas and him were the same that- age. People is going for the last parole is Saints and Tampa. Well, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders were the same age in Denver, and Demarius Thomas' career is already over. So that's my point is Sanders made it longer than Demarius Thomas was an entirely different type of receiver than he got hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was big uh, and ran better routes, not as quick. Yeah. The quick guys usually last longer in the NFL. Look at Edelman. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Um any other examples that we have right off the top of our heads? Oh, um, man, was, yeah. Like Jordy Nelson fell out early. Because he was 6'3". Yeah, exactly. Calvin dude, was 6'5". Like, if, you, if you're a big dude and you ain't fast, yep. then you're going to be out the league like 10 years, 10, 12 max. But what about running backs, though? We're talking about receivers that way. What about running backs, though? Running backs, bro? Like, mm, depends on your touches, bro. Like... A- a- AP still in there, but like his touches have gone down a lot. He, it's hard to say with AP because he 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 could have had a chance to really get a decent to get a moderate amount of touches with the Saints in his career, but he didn't like that, so then he went to Washington. 
Um, I, and I'll be honest, I don't really watch too many Washington games. Anybody who does, who is, does, yeah, who yeah, does, yeah. Washington fans, <laughs> yeah. So her Giants fans and Eagles fans and Cowboys fans who see them twice a year. Yep. But you know, um, I don't, I don't know. Like the reports on a training campus, Chase Young made AP look like a bum. So and eventually, like a week after that, AP got cut. So I think. I think, uh, I think it's because they have Antonio yeah. Gibson and they trust Antonio Gibson. And they also have JD McKissick. So um, they have their two running backs really. And they, I don't, I think, yeah, they cut Darius Geis because of all of the, okay, so that he is, had. is AP a hall of famer or is this just going to be an honorable mention because he came back from his ACL and just pulled off that 2000 yards. He's a hall of famer. He's a hall of famer. In my book, he'll be a hall of famer. First ballot, second ballot, third ballot. I give him second ballot, honestly. He's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's easily a second ballot Hall of Famer. In my I'm thinking third, especially with his whole specking his kid thing. which, is- Dude, but that's like that's something that he was able to come back from. It's not like Ray Rice where you can't come back. Yeah, but it's also like Chris Carter where you still come back and ball out, but he got like third. It was what, his third time? It was his yeah, last that's time. True. Yeah. So third, I could see. I could see third. I My prediction's second ballot. Okay, okay. So I think AP's a Hall of Famer, though. If he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, that's a shame because I loved watching Adrian Peterson. Right, so He's we're one covering of the all these running backs. AP is the only one we couldn't talk garbage on. AP and Marshawn, we covered those two. Those are the only two running backs that got paid that we were like, nah, they actually performed. We're getting to the other ones. Don't worry, guys. Okay, so back to the Camara deal. How bad did they overpay for that screen back? I think he deserved around eight or nine million and he got 15. So I'm saying they paid almost double what he was worth. But we're talking about the Saints. The Saints pay Taysom Hill 16 and a half million a year for a tight end slash wide receiver slash quarterback. Yeah. And a he utility doesn't really get player. That many snaps. A he utility doesn't really get player. That many snaps you realize how cheap you can get Collar Kaepernick for that exact role? Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. It's very dumb. So. The Saints cap hit on O line too, dude. They paid Teron Armstead thirteen mil. Dude, they're going all in. Like they're not. They're going to be garbage for the next three years. Well, three years after Breeze retires, like they're going to be scrambling for a quarterback, and like they're just going to have to tank for two years just to get a quarterback. Well, they have Ryan Ramchek still on his rookie deal. They're going to have trouble keeping one of the best right tackles in the game because of paying all these guys all this money. Hell, they'll probably trade him for more draft picks. Actually, Emmanuel Sanders is making twelve million right now on that team. What? Yeah, thirty-three-year-old Emmanuel Sanders makes twelve million. Well, that's good. Well, that's mainly because he tore their rear end up on uh, when when the Niners when they played. Like that's Emmanuel true. Sanders made some ridiculous plays against them in the regular season. Utterly ridiculous plays. Yeah, there's only really ten guys on the Saints' offense that have a significant cap hit. I mean, more like nine. Um, they got Breeze making $25 million, Michael Thomas, 19 Taysom Hill, like I said, $16.5 million. Kamara's in there, number four, now at, four, at $15 million. Then Armstead at 13 Emmanuel Sanders, like I said, 12 Andrews Pete, who's a guard, $11.5 million. Then Jared Cook, their tight end, $7.5 million. And then the next highest is their center, Nick Easton, with almost $6 million. Mm. So... I don't know. I say after three years, they'll probably trade away Camara. Or cut him. I mean, honestly, they're not going to want to pay him. Not with that much money. They'll have to pay him out. But, like, they'll probably trade him to the Eagles or something. They have Sanders now. Miles Sanders is going to be their running back for a long time. 
Yeah, but is he a receiving back like that, or is he a mm-hmm. true running back? Mm-hmm. He is, He's both. Okay. He can do it all. He he reminds me know. of Saquon because he played that same offensive role that Saquon played when Saquon left. The Penn State Nittany Lions did not change their offense hardly at all. And oh, the injury prone is he's already injured, but we'll get to that later. Well, I mean Saquon can get hurt too. It's not it's not against the, the well, rules. If Saquon gets hurt, it's because he carried thirty five plus times You're a right. game. Like he's not going to be able to keep that up his whole career, sadly. Oh, um, that's why. That's why Josh. That's why Daniels has got to. He's got to put out this year, bro. He got to put out. Quit, quit with just a kiss and a hug and put out. Give me some, baby. Ooh, he's got weapons now. Yeah. And Daniel, I mean, eh, I mean, I think he's got more arm talent than um, most of the quarterbacks I've seen. I mean, he's got a shot. I mean. He's basically Eli Manning protege. He's a Manning protege out of the Manning camp. That's why they drafted him like that. And every he went yeah, to everyone thought we're, the Giants were wrong, but he's actually turned up pretty okay. Well, I'm actually very interested in seeing that. Like if they get a defense behind him, like they did with Eli, then they they could be Super Bowl, you know, favorites. There's a lot of teams that I want to see how their young quarterback, running back, like just offensive weapons yeah. perform because, like, you never oh, I, know until you I see them I want to see start. Jared Judy go off. Oh. There's a lot of receivers that are kind of on everyone's radar. Like, let's watch C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs. Like, even D.K. Metcalf is still super young, and he he killed it for the Seahawks. Bro, what's I mean, I, I like, really... He's got terrible route running, but Russell Wilson made him look good. <laughs> He's a physical specimen. He is a physical specimen, but he has terrible route running. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he can still go up and get it whenever he wants. He's, he's like I said, a physical specimen. I don't know who to compare him to, but... um, So, yeah, we both agree that the Saints overpaid Alvin Kamara. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For all that he is. Yeah. Any Saints fan ever jump is like, oh, he's slippery. One one day, like a little, oh, I'm like, this isn't dancing. This is football. This is football. And and I don't think America can take that many big hits. Oh, no, either. absolutely not. He's going to, you know, he's going to get concussion protocol because he's not that tall. He's, you know, he's going to try to get to low center of gravity and all that. So now we're going to take a look now that we just discussed basically the whole Saints offense, how much they make and stuff. Let's look at their schedule. Oh, God. Let's let's run that. down here and Ooh. and see. and then we're gonna switch to the Vikings. Then we're gonna switch gears to the Vikings. But the Saints schedule. So let's take a look at what we both said for Week One with the Saints against um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Saints were favored by four points, and you said under. So you picked. I guess you either picked Tampa or the Saints barely win, and I picked over because I think the Saints will definitely win and by more than four. Um, so I give them a win week one against Tampa. Um, and you do you give them a loss? Or a uh, I give them a win because, as we saw Thursday night, the teams that have been together longer are going to deal with the COVID non-training camp stuff a lot better than the other teams, okay. like a new team like Tampa. Yeah. Like Tampa, yeah. Um, so, okay, well, I'm going to go down this list, and I'm just going to say what I think. And then if you have a protest, say right. something. But we're just going to see how many wins I think we're gonna, they're going to get. So we're saying win Tampa at Las Vegas in the new That's stadium. A win. That's a win. Um, versus Green Bay at home. Mm, I, uh, on, on, on the prime time. At, at New Orleans? 
Yeah, I'd say I give him a win also. Yeah. Um, Unless Roger, oh, well, I don't know, dude. Like the Ma- the McVay system may work in their favor as far as just taking time, uh, time, uh, controlling the time of play, uh, you know, ball control. That might win. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one, but they they'll probably come up with a dub. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I think you're getting confused. Hold no, on. No, no, no. Hold the on. dude, hold the dude who's in charge of Green Bay was Matt Lafleur. He was Mac- uh, uh, the Rams, Matt McAvey, right? Well, I'm I'm trying to see what job Matt Lafleur even had before he was. He was involved in the offense, the offensive line, or at least offensive coordinator. He he was up there. He was up there, because I thought they're. So he got a job as their OC. He was their OC, you're saying. And their quarterback coach is the coach of the Bengals now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think I remember that now that you're saying that. He, he, he was high up. All right, we'll just go with that. We'll just go with that. It's going to we'll be a win, but it's going to be tough. Um, let's see what happens. That's, what, week three? Let's see what happens with injuries by that's then. It's going to be it's gonna be a close one. That's that's. So so let's just give them 4-0 after week four in Detroit. So oh, yeah, 4 Detroit, yeah. Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, this is honestly just a really Chargers easy schedule. Because so they, they can't beat the Chargers or the Vikings. So they, they can't can... beat the Chargers or the Vikings. <laughs> so you think a loss in the Chargers? Oh, wait, Char- I thought you said Rams. My bad. My bad. No, Saints versus Chargers in New Orleans. Can I go out on a limb? Can I say Bosa hurts yeah. Breeze, puts him out for at least half the season? Okay, well then let's give them a loss at Los Angeles. Let's just say for reference, because if they lose to Green Bay and beat Los Angeles, it's still one loss going into the bye. There's still four and one right. going into the bye. I think they stomp Carolina out of the yeah. bye week. They probably stomp Chicago also. Um, they stomp Tampa Bay again. I don't know. Um, by that week, by that say, week, they probably will lose to Tampa because Brady's going to come back with a vengeance. You know what? You know how pretty gets. Tampa? You know how pretty gets when he gets pissed. He's going to tear it up. Okay. Fine, we'll give them two losses. Then they play San Francisco. I'm giving them yeah. three losses. Then um, Atlanta. Which one is it? So they play Atlanta in New Orleans. Then they play Denver in Denver, and then Atlanta in Atlanta. Loss in New Orleans. Uh, win in Atlanta and Denver in Denver. Loss in Denver. Loss in Denver. Ah, without Vaughn. Vaughn could be back by week twelve. The three week, yeah. They said they're not going to call the him three out month season, surgery. So. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Let's make it fun. Let's just let's call it L. Okay. We'll make it fun. <laughs> okay. I'm happy to hear L's for second. At Philly, I'm giving him an L. That's six L's. Uh, Kansas City, oh, seven L. L's. Minnesota. L. I'm, I'm L. honestly Minnesota L. L. Eight L's. Then Carolina. So eight and eight, dude. I'm saying that's an eight and eight yeah. team. <laughs> that's an eight and eight team. Oh my god! Not to mention if Breeze gets hurt, because like the Chicago defense he has to face, that could hurt him. Bosa with the Chargers defense has got to face, that could hurt him. San Francisco with the other Bosa plus the Buckner isn't there anymore, right? Who else do they have? Um, War- Fred Warner. Yeah. Uh, Richard Sherman. No, I'm talking about the pass rushers. I'm talking about who's going to get in his face uh, to make him hurt his thumb again. D4. Oh, yeah, like, he faces some fierce-ass defenses that are going to get in his face and probably hurt his ass. Like, he ain't Brady. <laughs> he ain't on that TB12 shit. Like, he probably going to get hurt, bro. Okay. 
So, so we're saying Saints are an eight, eight and eight team. I hope. Even with Camara, I mean, yeah, let's let's just hope that. I mean, I hope I hope one of our buddies that's a uh, Saints fan listens to this and hears that we said they're gonna go eight and eight. Um. Let's uh let's move on to Dalvin Cook. I mean, because we've we've done enough Saints talk. I really don't really feel like talking about the Saints. Uh, Happy to exit that window. That's why we spent most of the time talking about college players and how that translates to Camara. Yep. So, uh, so Minnesota. I feel like you probably want to talk about Minnesota. Minnesota is kind of looking pretty good. They always well, look good on defense. Their quarterback but... situation. Except their quarterback paying Kirk Cousins $33 million a year to be terrible. Yeah, well, no Monday night games. <laughs> no Monday night games at all. I mean, like, Cook deserves it. Let's see if he actually, like, earns it, though, because that's going to go into our next segment with uh, pass running to get paid. the running backs. Mm-hmm. What's his deals again? His deal is five years, 63. He's young as hell. He's young as hell. Five years may not be a bad thing, but they're going to have to draft somebody to fuck – to uh, eventually run running back by committee, they're gonna have, to. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like Cook, Cook is beastly, but he can't do. It. They got Amir Abdullah, former former Lion. He's a scat. He's, <laughs> he's got good speed. He's got great speed, but they're gonna have to keep on drafting running backs, get running back committee. Like Cook can't do it on his own. Not if you want to have him fresh for the playoffs, like. 63, how many is that here? Five years, 60. Uh, They're going to work that dude much, into the ground. I already know it. Year? You know how many yards on offense he averages for, like, on their team? Like, okay, I don't so know he's the making exact $12 million a year. That's actually workable. That's workable as a running back. It's 12.5. Yeah. yeah, it's not near as bad as Camara's, but he's literally their whole offense. You got to understand. Oh, yeah, they're a run first football team. They're a run first fundamental football team, like. But how long is that going to last for Dalvin? Like, that's going to mess up his career being on the Vikings where they only run well, the ball. That's why he's got to hope he gets stats, a ring out of it. But... Like, they're, they've gotten so close. I'm five yeah. years. Well, how long is Kirk Cousins' deal? Uh, when does his deal run out? Uh, let me click yeah. on him. Hold on. Uh, Kirk is signed through 2022, becomes a UFA, is age 35 so, season in 2023. So he's got this year and two more yet. So if he gets oh, – nah, nah. Because uh, I don't see Kirk Cousins winning a Super Bowl. Cousins uh, – Cooks ain't going to get a ring. He's going to have to eventually go to free agents after this deal, hopefully get with somebody with a elite quarterback like at Kansas City to help with Edwards – no, Edwards Kaler be gone. I don't know if Kansas City might sign him. Ah, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, I think it's it's twelve twelve point five year twelve point five a year ain't too bad for a running back. I could I could live with that. Yeah. I could live with that. Like I couldn't live with paying cousins as much, but they pay Thielen sixteen million. That's not too bad. I mean, he's the only one they got right now. They just got to draft, 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 draft. They drafted Justin Jefferson. He's probably going to be their number one wide receiver. I mean, over. Is it over just me, or does it seem like elite wide receivers don't really hit the market at all anymore? Well, dude, he's from LSU. He's yeah, so talking about old. you have to draft he him, was right? The first like pick. the Randy yeah. Moss hit the free agent market. Like what? To hit the free agent market. Like what? That doesn't happen anymore, dude. The elite wide receiver, like Fitzgerald, never, ever, ever hit the free agent market. Ever. 
Well, with Cousins, it doesn't matter. He's going to make all receivers look <laughs> bad and put up subpar stats. Okay, Stephon so. Diggs. <laughs> Wait till Stephon Diggs gets Josh oh, yeah, Allen. Dude. Let me dude, tell you something. Yeah. Well, I already went. Uh, Josh Allen's a quarterback. About how Stephon Diggs is with his deep route running, like fire, fire with his deep route running. Short, not so much. But Josh Allen has exactly. an arm. Is my exactly. difference. Kirk Cousins doesn't. Josh Allen does. Josh Allen has a guy now. Josh Josh Allen has a a dude, a legitimate. Does Josh Allen kind of remind you of a Terry Bradshaw with the arm and the. And a, honestly, know, yeah, kinda, yeah. Honestly, it's kind of a Terry Bradshaw. Like he, he's got ridiculous arm talent. Ridiculous. But arm how's his accuracy like, down oh my short gosh. though? So. He's not bad. I haven't seen Josh Allen make that many bad throws, and he can use his legs too. Yeah, he uses his legs. He's always yeah. Because the Bills O line, I mean, it's not that good. Um, it's kind of shaky. It's young. I think if I remember correctly, it's a young O line though. So they're gonna. Keep so we're gonna better. go to the Vikings schedule or no? Oh, I didn't even look through their personnel other than tell you that Kirk Cousins makes thirty three million, <laughs> Dylan makes sixteen. Dalvin I mean, Cook makes twelve. I feel like we could save, we could save um, the Vikings for like a true breakdown when they like really put up like some serious fantasy value or something crazy or. Well, no, because we're going through their schedule. All right, right let's now. go. I mean, let's I'm go. saying that, like, so Dalvin. Then after Dalvin, it's Riley Rafe. He makes twelve mil as a left tackle. Kyle Rudolph makes nine million, and that's it. I mean, then their rookie Justin Jefferson. I was just talking about. He's their number six paid player on offense. How much cap do they have left over the rollover? Like Jesus. Uh, I, you can look that up while I go through their defense because it might tell you a little bit about them when I tell you their defense. Daniel Hunter. Makes fourteen five. Anthony Barr thirteen five. Nagwakwe, who they just acquired, oh, twelve. About their offense, I get you, I get you, I get you. Well, I'm talking about everything. I'm saying you look how much cap room they got left over after all these dudes because we're talking after Nagwakwe, Anthony Harris making eleven five. Harrison Smith's making ten five. Eric Kendricks is making ten as a linebacker. Michael Pierce, a defensive tackle, nine million. I mean, they got some hot paid dudes on that defense. That's why they oh, don't really have that much money on they offense. Have that million, less than a million on 2020. What? 629,000. Oh, my God. Yep, Cousins has to go. Cousins has to go. They need a rookie quarterback. Man. It's going to be a while for them to look at it because Simmer, Simmer's setting his ways, but he could call a defense. Oh. Why couldn't they have got Cam or Jameis? Because they're paying Cousins too much. They can't bring it up. But I'm saying Cousins and get intimidated. Cousins to Indianapolis, maybe. Maybe they could have traded Cousins to Indy and then picked up a free um you know somebody. Indy's smarter, they wouldn't pay a quarterback. Yeah, that contract they did cousins was they're stuck. Um who else even wanted cousins back then? Why would you even want cousins? Like oof. I feel like Indy, as soon as Luck retired, might have paid that much. But right now, after just like looking at Rivers, be like, okay, we got somebody who can actually, you know, do, do something. They're not going to do it after we Dude. But my point is, they're a good football team. They've been a good football team. They could have been a Super Bowl contender yeah, for years. And Cousins has been holding them back. I mean, maybe they cut Cousins and sign Rodgers instead of the Bears, Cowboys, Patriots when Rodgers comes available. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but let's go through their schedule real quick. Like I said, same thing. You protest me if I'm all wrong, right. all right? 
So let's see what they what we said for them week one uh, at home against Green Bay. Um, so Minnesota's favored by three points. We both said under. So we both picked the Packers to win or Minnesota by three or less. You said by a field goal. Didn't you say Packers by three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. And I think I might have said Packers too. So let's just give them a loss week one. I think they go into Indy. I think they beat Indy. Okay. I'm going to yeah, give them one and that. one. Then at ooh, at home against Tennessee, that's a close game. I feel like Tennessee's going to win that one. At home, though, at um, home, though, Tannehill versus Harrison Smith and Mike Zimmer. Uh, Henry doesn't kick off that early. I think that's a win for Minneapolis. Okay. Okay. Two and one. Uh, beating Houston then. Yeah, two and two. Houston, except except Jacksonville oh. <laughs> and the Patriots and right. the Lions. Correct. We did yeah. establish that. <laughs> um, at Seattle, loss. Um, what do you think about Atlanta at home against? Uh, they probably win. Three and three. Okay. Uh, at Green Bay after the bye week, probably loss. After the bye week, they'll get the groove in, bro. I think I think Zimmer's defense will come a lot. Yeah, they'll probably win. Four three. I think they beat Detroit at home. Yeah. Five three. Do they go into Chicago and win on Monday night football? No, because Cousins doesn't win Monday night football games. Cousin yeah. doesn't win yeah. Monday night football. So four and three and five and four. Uh at home against Dallas. Uh, when six and four. Um at home against Carolina, seven and four. At home against Jacksonville, eight and four. At Tampa Bay, nine and four. Uh, at home against Chicago, ten and four. At New New Orleans, we gave them the win against that against yeah. against New Orleans yeah. in the New Orleans schedule. So we say eleven, and then at Detroit. Honestly, I'm saying that's an eleven win team, dude. They're making eleven they're or twelve. Make, yeah, their schedule is actually pretty easy. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm saying an eleven or twelve win team, dude. That's like, and that's with Cousins. I'm saying. I th- I feel like Tampa might beat them later in the season that game, but other than that, they're still ten win team. Well, no, I, I gave them a loss against Detroit. I just gave them that extra loss just in case they lost any of those teams for leeway. So I, they're eleven win team even if they lose to Tampa. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're at least a ten win team. At least a ten win. They're team, making the dude. playoffs. Okay, okay. They got an easy schedule. They're at least making the playoffs, and then Cousins is going to coach the uh, choke. Unless it's the Saints. If they come against the Saints in the playoffs, then they'll beat the Saints. And then they'll choke in the divisional round. Or however it is. I don't know, dude. There's a whole new bracket, right? Because they're, like, putting in, like, another whole other team. They're changing stuff, but I didn't, I didn't look into it. Either. We'll look into it later. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll look like, into it. Like, nine-win teams are going to so... make the playoffs now, almost guaranteed, basically. Wow. Eight-win teams probably make the eight, playoffs eight, Yeah, you get um, one eight-eight eight in there. All right. So we went through the the Vikings. We went through the Saints. Um, we reviewed a little bit of the Rams spending as well. Um, so those are the three big deals that happened mm-hmm. today. Um, that we wanted to make sure we went over. And I think the last thing now that we went through them, I think the last thing we need to do since it today is now officially Sunday, we are recording this Sunday morning early as heck. Football starts in 12 hours. <laughs> I can't um, wait. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. Ooh, I'm so excited. So the last, <laughs> uh, the last thing that I want to um, 
go over is players that are hurt and are not going to be playing. We're going to go over pass running backs, and then we could take a break and do a whole new segment. Yes, 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 yes. I say we do over past running backs, take a break, and do a whole new segment on injuries coming up. Okay, then let's complete the segment about right. running backs. Then um, we were actually going to tell you why we feel that, Cody. What do we don't sign do? running backs to a long term big money deal, especially when we have a franchise quarterback? Agreed. Never. And then what are some examples of that, Cody? You you did the research. Right. You go over so it in 2017, Devontae Freeman signed a five year, $41 million deal. Okay. So in 2007, okay, so uh, in 2014, Devontae Freeman had 65 rushing yards, uh, 30 receiving yards. Okay, this is rookie year. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, so 2015, Devontae Freeman had 265 rushing yards with 73 receiving yards. Uh, yeah, okay, that's Stephen. Okay. Uh, all right, <clears throat> 2016, the year before his contract, he had 227 rushing yards and 57 receiving yards. We're not even counting touchdowns, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait, hold up, hold up. Oh, I see him, I see him. Okay, so 2014 was one receiving touchdown, 2015 was three receiving touchdowns, 2016 was two receiving touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in 14 was one rushing touchdowns in 15 was 11 11 again in 2016 okay so 2000 but what about the yards what about i said that that was yeah yeah yes how many 2015 was 265 2016 was 227 265 rushing yards was all 2015 yes under shanahan dude i thought he would have like a thousand Rushing. Oh, no, that's attempts. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say, I was like, whoa, dude. There's no way he only ran for 200 yards. It's the NFL. It's the NFL site. It's a little foobar. It's not straight to the point. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, in 2014, he had 225 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown, 248 uh, rushing yards with one rushing touchdown. Okay, so 2015, he had 1,056 rushing yards with mm. 265 attempts with 11 rushing touchdowns. And 2015, he had 578 receiving yards with three receiving touchdowns. Okay, uh, 2016, he had 462 receiving yards with two touch- receiving touchdowns. 16, he also had 1,079 rushing yards with 11 touchdowns again rushing. Okay, so mm-hmm. then he got that big money, and Shanahan left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 17, yeah, he left. All right, so he had 196 rushing attempts in 2017 with 865 yards with seven touchdowns. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. That's 17, average. he had... 36 passing attempts with 317 yards with one receiving touchdown. That's where you truly felt Shanahan leaving and Coleman leaving. Okay, so in 2018, he had five receptions for 14 for 23 yards, zero touchdowns receiving. 18, he had 14 attempts with 68 yards and Zero touchdowns. 
2019, he had 184 rushing attempts for 656 yards, two <laughs> rushing touchdowns, with 59 receptions for 410 yards, with four rush, uh, four passing touchdowns. So it sounded like he got scurred or running. He got scurred or running. Okay, so then we have David Johnson, who signed a three-year, $39 million contract extension with the Cardinals in 2018. There's my mouse. Okay, there it is. Okay. All right, so in 2015, David Johnson had 125 attempts for 581 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. Uh, 36 passing, uh, 36 catches for 457 yards with four rush, uh, four passing touchdowns. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Okay. Uh, 2016, he had 80 receptions for 879 yards, four touch, pat, four pat, four reception touchdowns again. That's, that's pretty good with 200. Damn. 297 rushing attempts with 1,239 yards with 16 touchdowns. Wow. What a beast. Wow. What a beast. All right. And then in 2017, he had uh, 11 rushing attempts for 23 yards, zero touchdowns. 2017, he had six receptions for. 67 yards, zero touchdowns. And then they paid him. Why did they pay him after that kind of season? I don't know. You tell me. Because <laughs> Carson Palmer was in town. They were like, eh, that's the worst we could do, maybe. So in 2018, he had 50 receptions for 446 yards, three receiving touchdowns, uh, 258 attempts with 940 yards with seven touchdowns. That's, that's not too bad of a drop-off, right? Right, 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 right. In the money yeah. kicked in in 2019, right? 94 rushing attempts, 345 yards, two touchdowns rushing. 2019, 36 receptions for 370 yards with four passing touchdowns. It's actually four receiving touchdowns is pretty yeah, good for a running back. Pretty good. Yeah, that's like that's his best years in 16 and 15 was four. And then he had an 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, oh, wait, that's, that's 2020. Okay. So. Either way, we see this severe drop off, right? Severe drop off. Um, might have made a little bit of a bad example as far as uh, Bill O'Brien signed him, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, Le'Veon Bill in 2018 signed for a four year, $52 million contract. What'd you say he was overall? In, uh, in, in running back uh-huh. paid wise? He's top five. Okay, so. This dude's been playing for a minute. 2013, he had 45 rushing attempts for 400. Just skip to when he got good. Skip to like 2015, 16. Uh, I'll see what. Uh, 13, he went 399. 14, he went 854. 15, he only went 136 rushing. Ooh. He got hurt then. Oh, my God. His receiving yards is garbage, though. Wait, that's attempts. Why does it show his attempts? What what is wrong with this? I don't even see any receiving. I just see passing. You mean rushing? No, no, literally, it's passing. It's like okay, I guess scrolls a little too far. 
Oh my god! So thirteen, he had uh, eight hundred sixty yards. Fourteen, he had uh, thirteen sixty one. This is rushing yards. Fifteen, he had only had five hundred fifty six. He must have been hurt. Sixteen, he had twelve hundred sixty eight. Uh, Seventeen, he had twelve hundred ninety one. Uh, that's rushing yards. Uh, Thirteen in passing yards, he had four hundred. Uh, eight hundred fifty six. 137 and 16 he went 616 and 17 he went 655 touchdowns was receiving uh 3 and 14 2 and 16 2 and 17 uh touchdowns rushing was 8 and 13 8 and 14 3 and 15 7 and 16 and 9 and 17 so 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 what I'm hearing here is Le'Veon Bell was a legitimate thousand yard rusher, same as Freeman the last few years before his yeah. contract ran out. And then we all know about the infamous Le'Veon Bell sit out in eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like the and then in two thousand nineteen he played for the Jets. So check yeah, this out. They things. are uh, seven hundred and eighty nine yards rushing with three touchdowns. <laughs> half almost half his rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, his passing yards are 461 with one receiving touchdown. See, and that's the thing is he literally became one of the highest paid running backs that's in the league and then dropped off just like the Steelers knew he would. The Steelers knew that. That's why they wouldn't pay him. So Todd Gurley. Oh, Jesus. He went for 1,106 yards rushing his first year in 2015. With 118 yards reception, 21 attempts, uh, zero. He did not have a receiving touchdown for 2017, ladies and gentlemen. So 15 and 16, zero receiving touchdowns. But he had 10 rushing touchdowns in 2015. Ooh. 885 yards rushing in 16 with six touchdowns and 327 receiving. All right. All right. Now. His best gotcha. year, 2017, he went for 1305 rushing with 13 touchdowns rushing. Wow. With you. 17? Yeah, 17 receiving was 788 receiving yards with six receiving touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns, dude. That's a lot of touchdowns. All right, so in 2018, he went, uh, what is it, 580 yards receiving, four receiving touchdowns. Uh, 18, he went 12,051 and 17 touchdowns. Wow. So his rushing yard total last year was 857. He still had 12 touchdowns. After he got paid. After he got paid. He still had 12 touchdowns, though. And he only got 200 yards receiving. Oh, Jesus. All right, so check this stat out, right? All right, so taking the fact he had two uh, receiving touchdowns in 2019, four and 18, six and 17, zero and 16 and 15, right? He had 21 attempts and 15 for 188, 43 attempts and 16 for 327, 64 for 788 and 17. 59 attempts in 18 for 580, and then 31 attempts for 207. That's terrible. He is not a receiving back at all. You just need to hand him the rock, bro. 
You just got to hand it. I mean, he had a peak year, though, with receiving there. One yeah, year 2017, he had 788 yards. But that was 64 receptions, dude. How do you not get 788 yards out of 64 yards? Yeah, that's like, a lot of touches. This, that's like yeah, six, yeah, yeah, six touchdowns out of it. Like, but yeah. he, he needs to just be handed the rock, bro. Like, come on. Come on. So, yeah, we see a significant drop-off with every running back that is signed big money. It's a it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. And, and we'll see what happens with these next two running backs, Kamara and Cook. We'll see if they drop off because statistically running backs drop off when they get a big extension. When they get paid, they drop Cook off. Doesn't. Kamara definitely is. See, that's what I'm saying, though, is like, like we agreed the running backs have like a peak year, but that's usually when they're on their rookie contract or right after. Yeah. So do you just need to keep fresh running backs, young it's running backs? Like your two like and three is insane. You're two and three. And they get in the year four, they want you to pick up their fifth year extension. Right, pick up their fifth year extension, but I wouldn't extend the contract past that, to be honest. Like, yep. Every five years, new yeah. running back. Agreed. Hundred percent. Just like college. Yeah, basically. Get a, get a good four years out of them, and then let them go. Let them go be a backup somewhere else for a few years, and then their career is over by the time. <laughs> Unless your name is uh, Frank Gore. <laughs> Don't even give me that. That's a whole different generation, Frank Gore, dude. That's a whole different generation right yeah. back. I'm just saying he could go forever, dude. We'll he never, never see a Frank Gore, another Frank Gore in our lifetime, guaranteed. Or Darren Sproles, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like. Barkley, maybe. Maybe Barkley is that. I see Barkley more like AP, other than the beating kids part. I think Barkley's <laughs> going to have a ridiculous career. Kids, <laughs> it's discipline, not beating. <laughs> <laughs> they took it out of context when they I reported know, on I, know. That. I mean, anybody who's been beat with a belt by their daddy knows what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> anybody who's dealt with a little, little, little shite kid. Knows what it's like to just want to fuck, want to take the belt to him. Speaking of which, um, getting hit in the ass with a belt might cause you to be out for a week in the NFL. Um, <laughs> depending on the person. What? <laughs> if you're a running back, you get beat by a belt, and I think you're going to be out for a week. <laughs> so we're just oh, going to go helmet. ahead and go into my injuries. Helmet. Oh, God, the Miles Garrett reference. Okay. All right. We're going to go into injuries. On the next episode, um, coming up later tonight. No, well, yeah, no, we're going right, in now? right now. Okay. <laughs> we're, go- we're just going to hit right. it real quick. We're just going to hit them injuries real quick before, you know, since it's Sunday, we're just going to check all these um, injury reports. And I'm only going to mention the significant players because I have the injury report right. Up right now. So there's no one significant missing from the Cardinals Niners game in the Bears Lions game. Oh, my boy. Questionable for the Bears, Khalil Mack, David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson, Buster Screen, and doubtful Robert Quinn. What? The Lions? They'll probably still win. Mack is questionable. Montgomery, the starting running back, is questionable. Cordero Patterson, Buster Screen, and then Robert Quinn is doubtful. So, Robert Quinn probably isn't playing. Uh, Ooh, Robert Quinn. If Mac's still there, he'll put a hurt on Stafford. And for the Lions, they're missing Danny Amendola is questionable with a hamstring. Jeff Okuda, their number one pick in the draft, is questionable with a hamstring. And then Kenny Galladay is not playing. 
because of a hamstring. I hate hamstrings. Doubtful. And he's their number one That's receiver. That's what I've seen more in, in the start of this season than any other season without uh, training camp and preseason is hamstrings. Right? Yeah. A, a lot, lot of hamstrings. hamstrings with COVID. Now let's move on to the Browns-Ravens because the Browns have Greedy Williams out, Mac Wilson out, and J.C. Treader, their starting center, is questionable with a knee injury. Mm. And the Ravens have literally no one out. No one good. Um, Packers-Vikings is pretty clean. There's no one significant out at all. Um, Jags-Colts, no one significant. Raiders, Carolina Panthers, the Raiders have no players listed as hurt, and the Panthers have no one significant. Um, Chargers, Bengals. Chargers are missing Mike Pouncey because of a hip. He's out. Virgil Green, Brian Bulaga, Trey Turner, Mike Williams, all questionable with shoulder, uh, knee, quadricep, quadricep, and hamstring injury. So those, those are significant players that might not play for the Chargers. That's three of their starting O linemen either questionable or out. Their second string tight end and their number two wide receiver. Mm. That's ridiculous for the Chargers against the Bengals, who are fully healthy other than Geno it Atkins. Out the, they're, they're so low key garbage right now. Like Burrow's only. Uh, really? I said good things about them. Bengals is still lose. Rookie quarterback. Start. Come <laughs> on, dude. Come on. They'll get. Yeah, you're again. right. They'll get the first pick in the draft again. <laughs> that's a that's a bold prediction, Cody. <laughs> I mean, Jacksonville's gonna fight and claw to get it, but I think Bengals will probably get it. Come on, dude. Oh, this you is an interesting one. Hold on. The division that that is a rookie quarterback. Shredder. Nightmare. Shredder. Yeah. 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 I 100% agree with that, though. Because the Steelers defense, the Ravens defense. It's a miracle. Yeah, all all those defenses in that division are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. Um, (laughs) The next one is really interesting, Cody, because I wanted to mention this one to you because I don't know if this affects anything, but this is the Dolphins-Patriots. The Dolphins only have one guy doubtful, doubtful, and he's not a starter. They have no one out, but they didn't practice on Friday. The whole team. They're getting their COVID test and getting their noses poked. They're getting double sheriffed. But that's how we find out if players are going to be out or, or injured, so that's why we don't know. Because they didn't practice, <laughs> and we didn't see who Dolphins was out by there. three over Pats, week one. You're sticking, sticking with, with it, dude. <laughs> I, I, I said Pats by ten, so I'm on record saying Pats by ten. Dolphins by so. three. I'm on record saying it. Oh, <laughs> like a wham. Just go ahead and go ahead and, and, and rip the bandaid off. It's accepted. <laughs> Patriot. No, because I picked Cam for pay- comeback player of the year. I think Cam's going to go off against the Dolphins. <laughs> so, well, well, for the Patriots, I mean, the only players they have questionable that are considerably, like, worth anything are Nikhil Harry, who's a wide receiver, Jonathan Jones, corner, what? and what? then what? Chase well, Winnett. The Patriots thought that those didn't exist last year. Yeah, according to Pro Football. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Edelman's playing though. Edelman's not on the injury right, list. So anymore. we'll get some drags and routes and some skitty scats out of Edelman, and then Campbell just run <laughs> it. Um. Oh, this is interesting. Um. Jets Bills. Ooh. Bills only out player Josh Norman. Hampshire. He's a, he's questionable. Anyway, Josh Norman. Is. Yeah, exactly. He's a Tampa two cornerback, and he only worked in Carolina. He got way too many. Yeah, he's he's a flat monster, and that's about it. (sighs) Questionable is a D tackle with the hamstring. Also, Vernon Butler. I don't even know if he's a starter. Um, And then for the Jets, they're missing Joe Flacco. He's out due to back injury. No, not Joe Flacco. Oh no. Uh. Then Denzel Mims, who's a wide receiver. Yeah, I I forgot he signed. Um, then they got Denzel Mims, hamstring. He's out. Avery Williamson. Yeah, and then Avery Williamson, linebacker, also hamstring out. That's good um, news for Bell fantasy and, owners. They're going to have to run the ball a lot more. And 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 here's the thing: questionable Marcus May with a calf slash ankle injury and also starting guard Alex Lewis with a shoulder. So they're missing a lot of guys on the Jets. Um, but here is the most notable team for injuries because of the big-name players that are actually injured. It's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington. Eagles are always team. injured. What else is new? They are. They are. Um Javon Hargrave, who they snagged from the Steelers, he's a D tackle. He's got a pectoral and a hamstring injury. He's out week one. Miles Sanders, hamstring, out week one. Derek Barnett, defensive end, hamstring, out week one. Why are the hamstring injuries so prominent? Alshon Jeffrey's still injured with the Do they not have bananas up there where you live? Like, what the the hell? Ah, good one. No, I I like bananas. Um, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, like I said, foot out. I don't know when he is ever going to play another snap in the league. Um, True. Questionable Lane Tom Lane Thompson Lane Johnson tackle Lane Johnson ankle injury questionable. Ankle. What the what have they what's the Eagles been doing in practice to hurt each other? Like, are they not even doing (laughs) practice? What's going to get hurt in practice next? Like, what? Yeah, and and then for Washington, all they're missing is Thomas Davis out with a calf, and then Kendall Fuller out. Uh, I mean, Carson once took the Eagles to the playoffs with deck furniture and launchers next last year. Like, they're probably <laughs> still going to win against the Washington football team. We only have three more games to go through, actually. Um, so Seahawks Falcons. The Seahawks have one player that's significant, questionable, and it's Philip Dorsett, who's a wide receiver, but he's like a number four wide receiver, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and the Falcons, all three people that are out slash questionable for them, I've never heard of, so I'm guessing that's not significant either. Charles Harris, defensive end, Kendall Sheffield, oh, Sheffield corner, and Marlon Davidson, D-tackle. Sheffield and Davidson are actually pretty impactful. Oh, okay. So Sheffield's out, Davidson's questionable. Both uh, knee and a foot injury. Uh, Davidson, they might rotate in just to see how it looks. But, like, Sheffield being out is actually a pretty big deal. He's actually a really good corner. Really good name. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. Um, And then for the Saints, their only player questionable is Mike Evans. Hamstring, of course, Mm -hmm. hamstring. Uh, And then New Orleans Saints are missing Marcus Davenport with an elbow. And they already said who's going to be replacing him, so not worried. And then questionable cornerback P.J. Williams with a hamstring as well. Um, And then for the Dallas Cowboys versus Los Angeles Rams on Sunday night, 
The Rams have no players listed on the injury report, and the Cowboys are only missing one player. That's cornerback out of Michigan, Jordan Lewis, with an ankle injury. He is okay. out. So really nothing too, too, I mean, like, too significant. The Cowboys are always already really, really stretched at DBs and safeties. So expect Cooper Cup to go off, I guess. <laughs> Jordan Lewis is one of their top corners. I loved watching him in college. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Expect, expect, expect the, rece- uh, the Rams to get a good bit of passing yards if their DBs are that hurt. And they've been cutting safeties left and right like they're going to sign Thomas, but they haven't. So, Right. Wow. So, Cody. Closing thoughts before uh, kickoff day. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Um, other than that, uh, let's just let's just hope this lasts more than like three, four weeks, bro. Like, I want a whole season, bro. I don't, I don't want, I don't want no Marlins, Phillies garbage to happen where it's like, oh, they gotta miss three weeks and it's like XFL players in there. Yeah, like I, it, it needs to go good, like. I hope it does. Yeah, we all hope it does, man. I mean, we're it's football. We we want this so oh, bad. Man. That was, it was so nice watching. Like, ugh, Thursday night was so nice. It's been able to watch football, even though I got enraged at the Texans. Enraged. Well, instead of having one night that we can be wrong about everything other than the X Factor, now we can be completely wrong about every game for an entire day. (laughs) I mean, like, I think Thursday night proved that the teams that have – because it was like the comparisons I've seen have been, oh, Kansas City looked midseason form. The Texans looked like they were still in virtual OTAs. And that's what we expected was everyone that looked like the, t- you know, but I think it was a little bit more than that as far as that. I think it was just the Hopkins gap. Andy Reid had his team ready too. I think a lot of it had to do with the Hopkins gap. I think, I think, I think Watson would have really done a lot if he had Hopkins. It would have been a lot. Hopkins stretches the whole field for them to do exactly. all kinds of so stuff. Exactly. Like, I feel bad for everyone on that team. But, it's going to show all other teams what not to And that's do. why I said, like, that's why I think, think probably Saints over Tampa because Tampa is just putting their stuff together. Uh, Saints have been together for, like, three years, at least with that exact crew. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders could be out there be like, what the hell am I supposed to do? But, I mean, <laughs> just, just run! Just run, boy, run! Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean... Oh, that's why. Let's just let's see, bro. Let's just see if the experienced teams have been together a little bit longer, do a little bit better. I mean, it's it's we don't know. That's the yeah. We don't know anything because we didn't get to see anything. We're going in Either blind. Way. I love the I love the comparison that someone made, and I don't remember where I heard it, but it's like watch. It's like going to see a movie that you didn't see yeah, the trailer, and Shannon, you know it's going to be a good Shannon movie, Shark. and you just want to see how it Shark. plays out. That was Shannon, Shannon Sharp yep, said that. Yep. 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 That was Shane Jobs, yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is though, dude. Like it's so it's so mis it's such a mystery, mystery that we're just exciting, waiting dude. to see. Like, maybe they should stop yeah. broadcasting preseason games and uh, the cameras yeah. in training camps <laughs> just because it makes football that was so much more better when it gets here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like Oh, bro, it's gonna be fun. I'm definitely gonna be watching my team on the big TV, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my laptop pulled up. But like, 
another another game going. Like this is just a yeah. peek at commercials. I don't know how the commercials going to be this year. I don't know, but I all I know is I'm oh, going to watch the it's election on... year, so it's going to be a lot of lot of political ads. Well, well, I'm just excited because you're going to be watching the Falcons at one. I'm going to be watching the Browns, and then I get to watch the Browns again on Thursday. Well, we both watching so... Tampa just to watch Brady and tear him apart. I mean, we'll see. Just I so Monday, know, Monday we could be on. like. Brady's a bum, and then he comes back and goes on like an eight ten one eight winning streak or some some garbage like that. I mean, New Orleans Tampa is destined to be a pretty good game, yeah, for sure. So, well, I'll probably have to fall asleep watching that, but yeah, but we'll talk. I mean, we're gonna get this going. Um, we had a long episode tonight. We're gonna watch a Expect lot of football episodes to stay this then... long. Puntas. Or lo- well, our our review episodes probably oh, yeah. be longer because there's going to be so Monday's much. Monday's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> like actual gameplay to talk about. Oh yeah. So, um, I I think that wraps it up for this episode. We talked about the new contracts. We talked about the teams that did that, what impact it had on them, and then we also reviewed the injury report, which only took a few minutes because there really wasn't too much significant going on. We already have our picks submitted. We weren't allowed to change them. We made them blind, and we're going to see how we do tomorrow. So, you got any closing remarks? Get her done. Let's go. I'm ready. All right, Cody, sign us off. And we're (laughs) on!